Welcome to Tell Me What to Google. I'm Michael Kent, and this is a podcast where listeners tell me something they recently learned from the internet that they think I should learn about. It's a podcast without a category, because you tell me what we're going to talk about, and I apologize in advance if this episode makes you hungry. I blame Aaron, who gave me this topic, and it's about something I had never considered. Hey, Michael, this is Aaron. I've always thought it was so interesting that there were so many different names for a sub like Hoagies and Grinders. Uh, I think it would be cool for you to Google that. Thanks, man. Love the show. It's weird how some words we just accept as normal and never consider where they come from or the fact that they're kind of weird. I've never considered where the word Hoagie comes from or Grinder. In fact, I grew up in Ohio, still live in Ohio today, and I hardly hear either of those words used around here. I think the first time I heard the term grinder was in the Adam Sandler Lunch Lady song. Hoagies and grinders, hoagies and grinders, navy beans, navy beans. Okay, enough of that. If we're going to go down this rabbit hole, I think it's fair that we go over some of the most common names for this sandwich and examine them all separately. So here's the list we're going to talk about. There could have been more, but I've just narrowed it down to the most common. Sub or submarine sandwich, hero, wedge, Spucky, Blimpy, Zepp or Zeppelin, Poboy, Hoagie, Grinder. So for this one, I'm typing, why is it called a submarine sandwich? I feel like that's the most universal name. Like if I were to tell you what we were describing with all these weird terms, that's probably the one word we would all agree describes the same thing. We're talking about a long bread roll cut vertically and then cold cuts of meat, cheeses, veggies and variations on that basic sandwich. But one story of the history of this sandwich refers to a single recipe, a long crust roll filled with cold cuts topped with lettuce, tomatoes, peppers, onions, oil, vinegar, Italian herbs and spices, salt and pepper. It had a layer of cheese between the ingredients on both sides so the bread didn't get soggy. The invention of this Italian sandwich was claimed by an Italian immigrant by the name of Dominic Conti who came to America from Montella, Italy in 1910 and later offered this sandwich in his grocery store. In 1927, a sunken experimental submarine, the Holland One, was recovered from the Passaic River. Conti claimed to have gone to see the scuttled submarine and noticed it looked like the sandwich he had been selling. He started calling his creation the submarine sandwich. His granddaughter recalled that people came from miles around to buy one of my grandfather's subs. Around that same time, there's a competing claim for the name Sub Sandwich. Many claim that the first submarine sandwiches were served in New London, Connecticut, where submariners from the nearby basin Groton would eat this style of sandwich. So that's Sub. Let's get into some stranger terms now. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. So many parents are being tasked right now with not only your career and regular parenting duties, but now with trying to help your kids learn. And it's so important that your kids continue hands-on learning from home. Check out Thimble.io. This is an awesome monthly subscription service for middle and high school students that teaches real-world stuff like robotics, coding, and engineering through quarterly STEM kits and online classes. So you and your kids can stay at home, but still have a virtual engineering lab at home, teaching your kids everything from robotics to weather stations to drones from top professionals who've worked with companies like SpaceX, Microsoft, and Apple. Subscribe now and cancel at any time. Go to thimble.io and use my code TELLME, all one word, 
to get 15% off any subscription. That's thimble.io and use the promo code TELLME. Like jokes? How about stories? What about magic tricks? If you said yes to any of those, you'll love my weekly live stream show, Joke Story Trick Live. Every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we gather to tell listener jokes, do magic, even learn magic, and bring on a special guest to tell a story. We've had everyone from a sitting U.S. congressman to television stars to WWE wrestlers. It's always a great time, and it's a free show. Just go to jokestorytrick.com to watch past episodes or tune in every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's jokestorytrick.com. I hope to see you there. I don't know about you, but this time of year, as it starts to get colder, we love burning candles around the house. Okay, who am I kidding? It's all year round. And our favorite candles are made by Daniel Joseph. They're 100% all-natural soy with braided cotton wicks and fragranced oils. And not only are they handmade in Evanston, Illinois, they're made from all American materials. Because they're made with soy instead of crude oil paraffin wax, they burn clean with no soot and they burn longer. We love the cashmere vanilla, but brown sugar and fig is great too, and you'll just have to go see it for yourself. Go to DanielJosephCandles.com. It's DanielJosephCandles.com. Okay, back to the sandwich fest. Some of the weirder words for a sub, and I hadn't heard of some of these. Hero, Wedge, Spucky, Blimpy, Zep, Poboy, Hoagie, Grinder. We'll go quickly through a few of these. Hero is often associated with a popular food critic named Clementine Paddleford. She supposedly coined the term. Some people think that it's a play on the Greek Euro, but those didn't show up in the U.S. until the 60s, and the Hero sandwich dates back to, like, 1937. It's pretty widespread in New York City. Wedge, this is one I'd never heard of. Uh, I've heard of a wedge salad, but never a wedge sandwich. Apparently, this is only used in very particular parts of New York. Westchester County, Putnam County... Dutchess County, and apparently also Fairfield County, Connecticut. So interesting how some of these sandwich names have geographical boundaries. You've probably seen when a sub is cut diagonally across the middle. Well, that's the wedge being referred to here. Another theory that gets passed around is that an Italian deli owner in Yonkers meant to say sandwich, but got lazy and just said the second half of the word which, and that sounded like wedge. Spucky. This one's weird. I'd never heard of this either. This one is strictly Boston. But it's also Italian in origin. In Italian, the word for long roll is spucadella. So even within Boston, the term spucky isn't widespread. It's heard mostly in Dorchester and the South End. Next up, we have Blimpy. I had heard of the chain of sub-restaurants called Blimpy's, but never once stopped to consider that was a name of a sandwich outside of that chain. But apparently this is a thing specifically in Hoboken, New Jersey, and is a reference to the obvious shape of a blimp. And that's very similar to the next one, a third one I'd never heard of, Zepp or Zeppelin. This is an Eastern PA thing. It's named after a Zeppelin, like a blimp, but to be a Zepp, it has to have the following. Fresh bread, not too sharp provolone cheese, cooked salami, tomatoes, onions, and olive oil, and occasionally hot peppers. If it has lettuce, it's not a Zepp. This is according to one of the oldest sandwich shops in Eastern PA, Lou's. So there you go. It's only a Zepp if it's in Eastern PA and it doesn't have lettuce. Po' Boy. I know this one. I remember visiting Lake Charles, Louisiana. It's the hometown of my friend Jen Kober, who is a hilarious comedian, and she told me to go to Daryl's for a po' boy. It was sloppy, it was messy, it was absolutely delicious. A po' boy is a Louisiana thing. It usually has roast beef or seafood like shrimp or crawfish served on French bread. 
Back in 1929, there was a streetcar strike, and a couple brothers who used to work in the streetcar business now owned a restaurant. They helped out their former streetcar brethren by feeding them sandwiches. They referred to these patrons on strike from their work as another poor boy. What about Hoagie? This one originated in Philadelphia, but it's pretty widespread. There are four competing theories on the origin of the name. The most popular is that the name is associated with the other Hoagie in American history, jazz singer and songwriter Hoagie Carmichael. But there are a couple problems with this theory. A, the sandwich predates Carmichael's fame, and B, the original spelling of the sandwich, H-O-G-G-I-E, like Hoagie, may lend itself better to another explanation. See, during World War I, a popular war effort shipyard in Philadelphia was Hog Island. These Italians working at the shipyard were said to prefer a certain type of sandwich, meats, cheese, and lettuce between a sliced bread roll. So this sounds more likely to me. It shares its origins with several of the other names for the sandwich, Italians, shipyards, navy. So this one gets my vote. But there are two other explanations yet. One of them is that street vendors who sold these sandwiches used to be called the Hokey Pokey Men and they sold the first Hokey, later morphed to Hoagie. The final explanation I was able to find has to do with a term for someone who was destitute in South Philly. Those people were called Hokies in that part of Philly, and similar to po'boys in Louisiana, the sandwiches were named for the people who ate them. I have no way to determine which one of these is the true story. Let's talk about grinders. Once again, we're taken to the world of dock workers. In New England, dock workers were known as grinders. The sandwich also had hard crust, so some people say that grinder refers to the chewing required to eat them. So from the first sub sandwich made by an Italian immigrant to the world's largest sub, which by the way was half a mile in length, sub sandwiches have created a $25 billion industry. It's clear to me that our dock workers, sailors, and laborers were the ones that made this Italian style sandwich popular. That seems to be the common thread between all these names and stories. I love learning about this type of thing, but none of the histories are certain. We really don't know where any of these names come from with 100% certainty. People just don't write history books about the naming of sandwiches. But next time you eat a sub sandwich, or a grinder, or a hoagie, or a spucky, thank a dock worker, and Italian immigrants, and airships. It's time for the part of the podcast where I call a friend and see if they already know what we just learned. Today, we're calling my friend Eric Dittleman. I've had Eric on the show before, and there's a reason. He's a co-writer of my live stream show, Joke Story Trick, which just wrapped up for the season. He's a great friend of mine. He's also a mind reader and author from the part of the world where these sandwiches originated. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me back. What's going on, man? What's up? Your uh, two two appearances makes you a regular. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, you'll need a bar stool for me and uh, run a tab. I told Allison, she said, <laughs> who are you having on the podcast this week? And I said, Eric Dittleman. She's like, didn't you just have him? I said, no, he was on my live stream last week or two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, and, and yeah. But you have been on this show. You have been on Tell Me What to Google. What did we talk about last time you were on this podcast? I believe we talked about Lightning Roy. Oh, that's right. And you let me know that your friend Harrison uh, yes. asked a bit about Lightning Roy. That was a good episode. Uh, Lightning mm-hmm. Roy. If you mm-hmm. haven't listened to Lightning Roy, go back after this show and listen to that one. That's, that's a, a crazy story. But today, the, one of the main reasons I had you on about this is because you were originally from the Boston area. Okay. And my question to you is this. What's a Spucky? What? I, I don't know. Oh, I'm so happy you don't know this. Well, I should... I, I, 
I should come clean. I'm not like in Boston proper. So if it's a Boston proper thing, like I grew up in Central Mass, and okay. we have our own terminology sometimes. But uh, so if you were to guess what a spucky was, what do you think it would be? Knowing Boston, uh, my my immediately thought goes to like something like alcoholic. <laughs> 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 well, you're close. It's a food item. Uh, okay. And it's short for spookadella. Okay. That seems also word. something that's not uh, I'm familiar with. And it, I was going to say it sounds Italian. <laughs> <laughs> you're from Boston. What's a spookadella? No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not that question. Uh, spookadella is Italian for long roll. So Spucky in mm. like South Boston and in Dorchester is a sub. Oh, so it's like a hoagie or a hero. Oh, here we go. So here we go. (laughs) This episode is about all the different names for subs. Gotcha. What do you call a sub? I call it a sub. Do you call it, like growing up, if you said, I'm going to go get a sub, you'd say a sub? You wouldn't say I'm going to go get a hoagie? uh, Being a picky eater my whole life, I wouldn't even say those words. You're not a sub guy? (laughs) I wasn't. I've had subs since, but when I was growing up, definitely wasn't like... I was uh, the same. I yeah. never ate subs growing up. Oh, well, I would, but I would go, I'd go to like Subway and I would get the spicy Italian, which is, which is um, salami and pepperoni, but I would get it with nothing on it, just bread and meat mm-hmm. because I was yeah. a eater. Like that's way I would have had mom make it at home or something, you know? Yeah. And it's only now that like I'm more adventurous with eating. So. Yeah. I was basically like steak and cheese and that was about it. <laughs> okay. What do you see them referred to? where you live now in New York. In New York? Oh, again, I don't think I've had many here. I think I've, because I'm in um, like uh, the, a Greek neighborhood, I think it's hero is really the, the, the key so term. So hero a lot. And one or gyro the- it's spelled, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and there's even the, the jury is out on whether or not the word hero for a sub, like referring to a sub, is has its roots in the Greek euro. There oh. it was back and forth on on whether that's even the the actual, uh, and all these things have multiple stories. None of which I've done so much research on this this week. More never thought I'd be you know searching about subs this much, <laughs> but I can't find any definitive answers in terms of why this is called this. Every one of these names has four or five different uh, origin stories. You know. Yeah. If you were to eat a sub now, what's your preferred sub? What are you going to get on it? Is it probably still that steak and cheese, I think. Uh, it's, so, it's, it's so funny because I talked to a lot of people from Philly who, you know, were arguing the term Philly cheesesteak. And uh, they were like, that makes more sense than, you know, uh, what is it? Like a cheese, cheeseburger, you know, it's like it should, it should be a, a burger cheese or something like that. <laughs> Cheese, cheeseburger, cheesesteak, steak and cheese doesn't make sense. We don't call it burger and steak, uh, burger, and burger and cheese. cheese that's right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the argument. <laughs> and and that could be an entirely different episode. The idea of a Philly cheesesteak. If you've ever been to Philly, you know they have like what do they call it? Like with or without, mm-hmm. and that with or without refers to cheese whiz, right? Like is it um, thing or onions? That's uh, it refers to the onions, I believe, and. Um, I think the most common like cheese topping at at least the two touristy, you know, landmarks that are arguing over who has the better cheesesteak is, uh, is they use cheese whiz 
just like as the default, but you could ask for other stuff. So when I had it, I had Cheese Whiz, uh, but I didn't go to one of the, like, was it Geno's and what's the other one? Uh, Pat's? Yeah, I think that's correct. Pat's and Geno's. I didn't go to either one of those. I went to, uh, I did the whole like ask a local thing, which I yeah. did a lot. I, I, a lot of, I did that in Buffalo. I was in mm-hmm. Buffalo and I was renting a car and I asked a local, I said, listen, I've had Buffalo wings at Anchor Bar. I've had Buffalo wings at Duff's. Those are the two, you know, popular wing joints in Buffalo. Where should I go for the, like the best wings? If I, right. I live in Buffalo and I'm going to get the best wings in Buffalo. Where do I go? And the guy sent me to this place called the 911 Tavern. Okay. It was like weirdly named. I was like, it's called the 911. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. That's the address. It's been named that for 50 years. Wow. And he, so I took a cab there or a, a Uber there or whatever. It's in, no, I, that time I had rented a car. So I just drove there. It was, it's in South Buffalo. It's like a day drinkers bar, you know, like where there's like the, one square window on the door and that's it <laughs> you know like, yeah okay. yeah but to this day best wings i've had in my life wow um, unbelievable he, and i've taken several people there i've taken uh i've taken my agent there and and i took tracy wigs there and yeah and it's super sketch and they were all scared and thought we were gonna die and then they eat the wings and like oh my god this is amazing so that's but great. this episode isn't about wings no no what other- and i Oh, so so I'm just trying to think about like why a Boston calls it a spucky. Like that's uh, that's interesting that I I know they have strange terms for things. At first, like before I knew you said it was a you know a sub sandwich. Uh, I was thinking more of like a dessert or like because of, like a roll. They have they have strange some some strange desserts like in Boston. Like I remember my mom would take me to some like Boston delis because she's originally from South Boston. So I feel like I should have known this. But uh, your mom, uh, about yeah, spucky. Yeah, I'll ask her about that for sure. <laughs> and then um different spellings too. So I didn't yeah. know exactly how to pronounce it, but I'm saying spucky because uh spucadella yeah. is the is the Italian root word. And I don't that's a good question because uh there's nowhere else you know, New York has a ton of Italian immigrants. All these other places have Italian immigrants, but spucky is specifically Boston and specifically certain parts of Boston. Yeah. So like uh let's see, do you know any other names for the subs? How many can you name? Uh, let's see. Hoagie, hero. We'll go gyro. <laughs> is that <laughs> grinder? Sub. Grinder, obviously one. Um, submarine, if you don't want to abbreviate sub. Okay, we'll um, put that in the category with subs. I wonder, by the way, what these people call like the underwater vessels that travel. Do they call those hoagies and grinders too? If they, <laughs> <laughs> you get some Italian guy. Hey, we got a spucky on our ten. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you guys talk, but let me think. I think that's all I got. Uh, yeah, so, Philly. So here's one. Uh, this one is specific to Westchester County, Putnam County, Dutchess County. Uh, wedge. A wedge. I know people there. I'll have to ask them. Uh, yeah, you'll have to ask them if they, what, like, if you had a sandwich and it was a wedge, what, what that is. Uh, is it because it's like a sand wedge? That old golf joke. So there are two. Explanations, and that's one of them. Was that the Italian uh, deli owner would say he would sa- he would uh, shorten sandwich to which, which sounded like wedge. Gotcha. That was one of them. The other one is the way that they cut the sandwich. So, mm. uh, what about uh, Blimpy? You've heard of the Blimpy? Oh, of course. Yes. Well, yes, yes I didn't yes. know this, but Blimpy. That apparently that refers to subs larger than just from that restaurant, and that's a um, Jersey thing, Hoboken. Specifically. Yeah. Uh, so in Eastern PA, outside of Philly. 
Zepp or Zeppelin? Yeah, there's definitely a long vessel type theme going on here. <laughs> well, they're all, yeah, and, and they're all uh, named for the shape of these, you know, of the submarine. Right. There are a couple exceptions of that. Uh, po' boy, which I'm sure you've heard. Mm-hmm. Po' boy being the Louisiana. Have you had a po' boy? No, I have not. I hadn't either. And Jen Cobra sent me to a restaurant in her hometown. I was, I was playing her hometown. And she said, you need to go to this place. And Jonathan Burns and I went to this place, Daryl's, and it was just the sloppiest sandwich I've ever had. <laughs> but it was really, really good. That's good. Uh, so, we, yeah, we've got uh, Po' Boy, Hoagie Grinder. Hoagie refers to probably Hog Island, which is where they, uh, they were originally, they were spelled Hoggy. And, ho- and those were what they called the people who worked on the docks. Almost all of these are like dock worker. Sure. Uh, in in uh, origin during the wars like you know guys that would work on the docks they'd have these huge influx of italian immigrants working on the ships and those guys brought in these sandwiches these what essentially what would we would call now an italian sub so yeah now where does like baguette fit into all this because that's another long bread <laughs> they just don't really uh make sandwiches like that in a baguette usually is that my is that I why bet, i wonder in france if there are like you know if mm-hmm. if, if in, in a sub in France is called something having to do with the, the bread. The, or if the crust is like too hard, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. You know, the idea is that a lot of these are on French bread where it's crusty mm-hmm. on the outside and then soft on the inside. That's, that's also a, a common theme upon, among all these. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, I had never stopped to think about any of this and why they were called this. So. Now, I know Subway obviously does subs, but they're the rival I knew that they had, other than some like Blimpies and you were saying, uh, D'Angelo's was a Massachusetts one that was uh, part of uh, uh, Papa Gino's franchise, which is little the again a New England pizza uh, chain. So it was like Papa Gino's and D'Angelo's, but Quiznos always fascinated me. Did they do? I know they did like toasted bread, but uh, they also just weirded me out because their mascot was called a monkey puppet uh, yeah i remember the monkey puppet i miss quiznos i really loved quiznos yeah and uh the thing i like about quiznos is the toasting of the, the bun mm-hmm. so it, even if i go and get subway i'll usually do the toasting gotcha uh, if i if i do that and I, I made subs when i was writing this i got super hungry and <laughs> i had stuff in the fridge for italian subs so i made ali and i a couple italian subs uh, with sweet peppers and, and uh, salami and pepperoni and stuff. And they were amazing. And then I had heartburn all night because I'm 41, almost 42. Serves you right. Do that anymore. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's what this week was about. So now you know. Right. And, and uh, I, I'm very curious. Next time you're on the show, I want to hear what your mother from South Boston says yeah. about spookadella or a, a spucky ask her what that is we're, we're curious to hear yeah absolutely we'll do <laughs> thanks and i'll find out weird other southie terms for you too <laughs> i want to hear them all i want to hear them all thanks for coming on the show man thanks for having me good to talk to you so that was going to be the end of the show this week but then eric called his mom and we got this nice little piece of audio Hi, Mom. Yeah, I'm recording a podcast with a friend, and I thought I'd call you because it it has to do with where you grew up. But do you know what a spucky is? Sure. 
sandwich. <laughs> you knew that growing up in South Boston. Why is it called a yeah, spucky? Do you know? No, but that's Spucky's um, a sub sandwich. But that's, it, it's short for Spookadella. Yeah. That's all for this week. Hey, if you haven't already, please do me a favor and leave a review over on iTunes, the Apple Podcasts app. Uh, it does really help a ton to allow other people to listen and to allow other people to tell me what to Google. We'll see you next week. Tell Me What to Google is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Reed Mathis, and additional music this week was by Josh Lippy and the Overtimers. You can listen to past episodes by searching for Tell Me What to Google wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. 